0: Great Odin's Raven! This is crazy, It's crazy, this is, crazy. This, is
1: uh, this is ridiculous, okay? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, with, I'll go. Hello and welcome to the FilmPulse.net podcast, episode number 31. My name is Adam. Today I'm joined by Kevin. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing good as well. This week we'll be doing two feature reviews... One for John Hillcoat's Lawless, and the other for the horror anthology film VHS. We'll also be highlighting some Amazon Blu-ray deals, making our weekly movie predictions, and finally, we'll be going over this week's DVD and Blu-ray releases. But first, as always, let's talk about what we've been watching. I think I'll kick things off this week. I had a pretty light week. I I did as well. Um, I saw Premium Rush. Premium Rush i saw that on i believe it was sunday after we got done recording i i liked it it was it was good it wasn't great it wasn't anything fantastic but it was frantic and frenetic enough for me to kind of stay with it and i like joseph gordon levitt i'm a big fan i like michael shannon big fan so it was enough to keep me interested.
0: Did uh, Michael
1: Shannon play a dark character? Yeah, he was the villain. So yeah, and he was he was pretty he was pretty despicable in it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was it was a it was kind of a light film. Just a lot of action, a lot of really awesome bike chases through New York. A lot of really cool bike stunts. Was there any bike grinding? I don't remember any grinding, actually. Mm. There is a lot of, like, flatland, you know, stuff, like bunny hops. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm just imagining a movie of bunny hops. Yeah, a lot of bunny hops, like... Popping wheelies? Yeah, like hopping the bike from, like, the roof, roof to roof on... Cars in a parking lot and stuff like that. It wasn't over the top, though. I mean, it it was cool. And then I saw a movie called Grabbers.
0: I actually wanted to see this. I forgot that I wanted to talk to you about this movie. So I was surprised when I saw that you uh, got a chance to see this. It's not good. No. (laughs) I I love the idea of the movie.
1: Yeah, the idea is great. So basically... It's like Tremors, only it takes place in Ireland. And the only way to keep the monster or alien creature away is by being drunk. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And it takes place in this really small town of drinkers, (laughs) mostly. Alien lands, starts killing people. They need to stay drunk to survive. (laughs)
0: Uh it's it's great.
1: unfortunate cuz it's not that funny. It's pretty lowbrow humor, a lot of kind of dumb jokes. Mm-hmm. The special effects are horrible. Darn it. Really bad CG. And That's disappointing
0: cuz it's such a great idea.
1: And it sounds like if it was done by
0: maybe a more competent director.
1: Yeah, I think that it is a good idea but the creatures were, they were kind of like these squid things and they, I feel like I've seen them before and it just wasn't, I don't know. wasn't that good. Uh, And then I saw the proposition proposition. Yeah. This is John Hillcoats first film. And I wanted to check this out because I heard a lot of good things about this and just, it was one that I just never saw for whatever reason. Yeah, And it's pretty much the same team. It's Nick Cave and John Hillcoat. And Nick Nick Cave wrote it, and he also did the score. And John Hillcoat directed it. Same exact team as Lawless. This is also a Western. And I I consider Lawless to be a Western. More of a Western than a gangster film, I think. But I I don't know. It's kind of in between. This is a more more closely resembles a western but it t- it takes place in Australia in the outback mm. and it's awesome you <laughs> i think you would definitely like this movie it's hmm. extremely violent guy pierce is in it and he's awesome ray winstone is in it and he's even awesome er <laughs> Yes, this does look really good.
0: I'm gonna have to check this one out.
1: And John Hurt plays a bounty hunter, and he is a badass too.
0: I enjoy John Hurt.
1: Yeah, it's I it's enjoy really a lot of the people that are in this. I think, like Lawless, and obviously we're gonna be talking about that in just a bit, but like Lawless, this was really driven by its actors and the performances given by them. If it had a different cast, maybe it wouldn't be as good, but I feel like John Hillcoat really pushes the strengths of the actors that he has in his films. And this movie's just awesome. I mean, it's about these brothers that are these kind of uh, low-life outlaw brothers that one of them gets arrested and Ray Winstone plays sort of the sheriff who... Kind of bargains with Guy Pierce, who's one of the brothers, and he says, "Look, if you kill your other brother, I'll let your younger brother go." And So Guy Pierce sets sets out on this quest to find and possibly kill his older brother, so that he can spare the life of his younger brother, who's kind of slow, I guess. He's he's got some sort of
0: learning disability. Yeah,
1: yeah extremely violent over the top violent but the way that they shot it it was interesting and, and the music is really weird too it's kind of I think in my letterboxed review I said it's sort of like a drug trip movie the way <laughs> that it's it, it's really strange how, how it's made not, not like your typical western but I loved it I would highly recommend that uh, and then I saw Jaws on blu-ray picked up the Jaws blu-ray the old Jaws on Blu-ray. Fantastic. The transfer was phenomenal. It looked like a brand new movie. They redid the audio, too. They completely restored... I mean, this is like a frame-by-frame frame restoration. It looked fantastic. Wow. And the, they redid... They restored all the audio, too. And it's they restored it into 7.1 Dolby Digital. So it... The sound is great. And I'll tell you, I still can't believe that that's a PG movie because (laughs) it is pretty violent. (laughs) Like, uh, I'm very surprised that that didn't get an R rating when it came out.
0: Yeah, this is, I'm going to definitely have to check out the Blu ray.
1: Yeah, there's tons of special features on it. A lot of, there's two documentaries, two feature length documentaries, which are great. Uh, all kinds of... there. There's a featurette on how they restored it and like the, the painstaking processes that they went through to get this restored for Blu-ray. Yeah. Because this is actually... The Blu-ray is actually from the original 35mm print of the film. And there's deleted scenes in it, which I've never seen before. Hmm. Outtakes. There's all kinds of stuff. And it's been years since I've seen Jaws the whole way through. Yeah. There's been plenty of times Same here. where it's on TV and I'll watch it, but seeing it on Blu-ray, it's just great. And it, it holds up. I mean, this movie came out in 1975, but it, it holds up. And I think that the shark in Jaws looks more real than any other shark I've ever seen. <laughs> Not that I've seen a lot of sharks in movies, but it like, looks better than Deep Blue Sea or Shark Night 3D. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it does look a lot better. And yeah, I, again, I've been wanting to revisit this movie for a while, but I'm going to have to do the Blu-ray because that's the thing I'm interested in. I want to see the behind-the-scenes
1: stuff. Oh, yeah, it's it's great. I mean, tons of special features on this, so... I really recommend picking that up. It's 19.99 at Best Buy. And they oh. also they have the digi book version that's includes a I think 40 page book. I think that's 29.99. I just got the regular one cuz I didn't feel like I needed to pay 10 extra dollars for 40 pages of supplements. All right. That's all I got. That's all you got. I watched The House Moving
0: Castle I did uh, I'm doing the old Haneki Miyazaki Haneki Miyazaki I think it's like the best compliment or the best thing to watch after a Haneki movie Yeah It's a Miyazaki movie
1: I did a couple of those too
0: (laughs) Uh, Well I actually started uh, The Piano Teacher which I talked to, to you about which I still haven't finished yet it's going to be so difficult,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> which is to say that I'm really not enjoying it so far. But uh, How's Moving Castle was, it was good, but I have to say that I think it's my least favorite Miyazaki film so far.
1: It, it's mine too, actually.
0: Yeah, I just, I thought it dragged in certain places. Mm-hmm. Like it, the entire beginning seemed to drag on for a bit too long and then it seems like they tried to cram everything in the last like 20 minutes like the ending just felt rushed to
1: me i i just wasn't particularly into the story like i just didn't i I don't know i wasn't too into the main character and i just there was nothing i could really latch on to with that with that movie
0: yeah But, I mean, again, the animation is amazing. Oh, yeah. And the thing that I was sort of surprised about is, you know, at the end, which is this is like a spoiler alert if you haven't seen this movie yet, but like the origin story of where Hal got his spell or whatever. Mm -hmm. So all this happened because a stupid kid put something that fell from the sky in his fucking mouth. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. what? why what the oh a comet falls from the sky like oh let me eat it <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like all of that because he just something fell from the sky and he ate it and his heart came out through his chest <laughs> like are you kidding me <laughs> are you serious that's what caused all of this Yep. It was just it was mind blowing to me just like as soon as he did it i was like you got to be kidding me i waited the entire film for that because of a stupid kid eating something that he shouldn't have that's right that sort of took me out a little bit i was just yelling at the screen at that point again decent feature you should definitely do, i mean you should definitely check it out
1: yeah so, I, I would it's a great animated say, film yeah.
0: But definitely my least favorite so far compared to The Greatest Thing Ever being Spirited Away and My Neighbor Totoro, which was just happiness on film. Mm-hmm. Again, I gotta at some point, I got to try and finish The Piano Teacher. Does it get better? Does it get better?
1: <laughs> I think it does. Okay. As far as Haneke films goes, that's one of my, I don't want to say favorite, but... <laughs> 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 bearable most tolerable i guess <laughs> i
0: think that's it for me besides lawless and vhs didn't I you sell super Eight? Oh yes i sort of forgot about super eight yeah for that that came about because of uh, the p- piano teacher as well i needed just like a lighthearted fun that's how bad it was but so yeah i watched uh super eight my god was that a trip down memory lane it <laughs> wasn't it Yes, I felt like I was eleven years old again yep it was perfect I mean the ending was a little bit uh eh. no, it was I, somewhat of a let
1: down yeah, I was let down by the 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 creatures I didn't really like, and i didn't I didn't like the end, like I told you off air from the point where the one character gets kidnapped. Uh, I think that that's when it started losing me a little bit, but pretty much any criticism I have with that movie is a nitpick because everything, I mean, three quarters of the film, I was like a little kid when I was seeing that in the theater. Yeah, same here. J.J. Abrams did such a fantastic job at capturing that old style, like Amblin, like Spielberg feel yeah, I mean, it was just it was like E. T. or Close Encounters or Poltergeist or any of these old movies, and just he did such a good job of capturing that. Yeah, feel you know, like the the camaraderie of these friends, and I just I loved it.
0: Yeah, and it was really good uh, performances from the kids. Oh yeah, they were great. But yeah, like you said, the the creature at um, oh. Like, as soon as I saw the creature, I was just like, "Oh,
1: yeah, that's disappointing, pretty, pretty like, generic, but yeah,
0: like really, you couldn't put a little more time into the creature
1: well, fortunately, that's not the focus of the film, which is very good. I'm glad that they didn't focus yeah. on just that. It's more about the kids, yeah, but it, definitely check it out. I was pleasantly surprised
0: i wasn't I wasn't into the idea of Super 8 when it first came out and as you can see it took me a while to get around to watching it and essentially happened because of Haneke. so but yeah pleasantly surprised it was great like I, like you said the first three-fourths of the film I, I thought I was I was like 11 years old again you yeah. know it's just awesome movie magic yep and then sort of a letdown at the end there it's
1: just like oh. I agree I agree Absolutely. All right. Well, let's uh, talk about some Amazon deals, shall we? Yes. Uh, to get these incredible deals, just go to our site at filmpulse.net and either click on the Amazon banner and shop as you would normally, or simply click on the provided links in the show notes. First up, we have The Prestige, Christopher Nolan's The Prestige, $7.99. Oh, I love that, baby. I love it, too. $7.99. $7.99 Blu-ray. Wow. we have... 500 Days of Summer. This is also 7.99. Did you did you see 500 Days of Summer? I have not, no. I think you'll like it. I liked it a lot. Uh, and then we have Say Anything, John Cusack, 7.99. 99
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, we should have had John early John Cusack Round Table. Oh. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. <laughs> Early John Cusack Roundtable. I love it.
0: Uh, I would I would love that. That, would, again, would make me feel like 14 years old again.
1: While we're doing these plugs, I also want to highlight a book that I read recently, audiobook to be more specific. I took a trip and I wanted to listen to an audiobook. I highly recommend checking out a book called Trust Me, I'm Lying. This is by a guy named Ryan Holiday. He is a self-proclaimed media manipulator and if you're involved in blogs of any sort or pr marketing anything like that journalism media it's a must read it is a fascinating look at how the media and blogs can be so easily manipulated and how most of what you're reading is probably bullshit. <laughs> so I highly recommend checking that out and if you want to get that book for free, free what? audiobook, Whoa. you can go to audiblepodcast.com/filmpulse and pick that up. So <laughs> audiblepodcast.com/filmpulse and I definitely recommend it's called Trust Me I'm Lying. All right, let's uh, get on with our feature reviews here. First up, we have VHS. Now, this is available on demand right now. And I wanted to talk about this because, as most of you probably know, I am a avid horror film lover. And this was kind of interesting because it's an anthology film. So, it's five different movies, right? Five, five short films.
0: Yes, I think so. All right. One two three four five. Yeah, five, and then and then the book ends. yeah, the bookends.
1: So it's set up kind of like Creep Show or the Twilight Zone movie, or any of those like kind of horror anthologies, and they tie everything together with these bookends at the beginning and at the end. And there's some great. Directors involved with this: Ty West, um, David Bruckner, Glenn McQuaid, Adam Weingard, uh,
0: Joe Swanberg, and some. There's apparently it's like an internet video collective known as Radio Silence.
1: Yes. Yeah. Radio Silence. Which I've never heard of them. I never never did either, but I really enjoyed their segment. They did the last one, right? I think. Is that the one? Yes. Okay, so let's let's talk about this. What were your general thoughts on the film first?
0: Uh, for me, I am somewhat the opposite of you. I'm not a big horror guy. I think you know that well enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, some horror, but definitely not as much as you. Uh, oddly enough, I am into uh, omnibus films for some reason. I don't know why. A lot of times they're disappointing. I must say of all the omnibus films I've seen throughout my life, there's usually like one or two good ones, and then everything else is like absolutely terrible but this one was this one was pretty damn good, and especially for you know a horror omnibus and I'm not a big horror guy, like I said, but I definitely enjoyed it this there was some there was a couple of them that I thought were really disappointing,
1: yeah. And I I agree with that. Uh, I I did forget to note that these are all found footage. So the the premise of the film is that there's these guys that get hired by this mystery person to break into someone's home and steal a specific VHS tape. And that's how they kind of bookend it with these guys breaking into this house and... (laughs) finding a whole pile of VHS tapes and the ones that they watch are the ones that we watch and it's all found footage. Yeah. Some of them work uh, really well. Some of them do not. I think for the most part they start off bad and get better as the movie goes on. Yeah. The, the, The first segment involves sort of a vampire and that I was Mm. not into at all. And the first one, the first one is a succubus, a succubus. Yeah.
0: Succubus. I mean, the first one I like, I didn't, I didn't like it, but I like the fact that they put a little, they put some thought into the whole, uh, like the story of the film, even though it, you know, it's a short film, but, uh, you know, stuff about the uh, succubus, or succu. Wait, here we go. Plural succubi. Yeah, I
1: guess that's what it is.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I don't really know much about succubi. So I mean, put some thought into it. But I thought that the first one was definitely the weakest of all
1: of them. I think that the thing that really prevented me from enjoying that one was the. The the victims, the guys. I thought that they were just despicable. You (laughs) wanted you.
0: I wanted them to die right off the bat. Like the one just keeps yelling and yelling. I'm like, oh, please, just let's let's hope that this is like a two minute movie, and they just die all of a sudden. I don't even care what they die from. It could be
1: like heart failure. Yeah. Just (laughs) please go away. So annoying. Uh, I would also like to mention, in general, I thought that the most of them used uh, the found footage in new ways. A lot of them used the found footage in new ways, which I really enjoyed. The, the main arc, the bookends, that was kind of a normal style found footage, but most of the other ones kind of employed it in really interesting ways. Like the one we just mentioned, Amateur Night, the guy uses um, glasses that have a camera in them, like a hidden camera in his glasses. Yeah. So, like, we literally see everything that he sees. Um, One of the segments, which I liked, probably my second or third favorite, they used uh, Apple's FaceTime. And the interesting thing about that and... I'm sure that it says somewhere online, but it looked like they really, that's how they made the movie because it, it looked real. I mean, you could see like the mouse cursor and everything. It looked exactly how it looks in real life. And I thought that that one was particularly interesting because you could see, you know, if you do video chat with somebody, you can see the light reflected on the other person's face. Yeah, and I thought that that was interesting when things would happen and how you could see like the light bouncing off of his face, and I really liked the twist ending of that one. Yes, and I
0: thoroughly enjoyed the I mean, that was um, Joe Swanberg. He's like a mumblecore director, and he d- he doesn't do hard, does he? He's just like a mumblecore
1: guy. Um, I think he did do at least one. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. That was one of my favorites. I'm not sure. I think
0: it's it's like tied with the Ty West one. It goes back and forth.
1: That's how that's how uh I feel about it. I liked the I like the last one that was the haunted house, the Halloween one. Uh because I I really liked the special effects that they used. I thought that they were it was pretty cool. And I liked the uh Ty West one a lot, which the, the Ty West one was interesting because it wasn't your typical ghost no. story.
0: It, but and the, the Ty uh, West one to me was the scariest because it was like, it was realistic. Yeah. Like, like that stuff happens. Yeah. Basically. And that was the one, that and the Swanberg one, were the two films that I was like, damn, I wish that this was a full length. Yeah, like I would really enjoy this if this was a, a full-length feature, if it's its own standalone film.
1: the The Thai West segment was called Second Honeymoon, and it was uh, basically about this couple who are vacationing and they're on sort of a road trip, and someone is kind of stalking them in their hotel room.
0: Yes, and I like how they employed the uh, the fortune telling, like big. Oh yeah. Like the movie yeah. Big, but with
1: a, a worse
0: a worse outcome. Yeah. And big.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the the twist ending again in that is phenomenal. Like I Yes. It's f- very it's very it just
0: comes out of nowhere. Like yeah. you're not ready for it. You're yeah. just sort of plugging along and then just boom. And you're like, oh my God.
1: Yeah. It was it was great. And the the video chat one uh, segment is called the sick thing that happened to Emily when she was younger, <laughs> which is great. And to
0: me, the, that one, the Swanberg movie, like I said, I wish that that was a, f- a full length. Cause I, th- I thought that that was a really good story, really good idea. And it, I thought it could have been like a, a uh, updated version of Rosemary's baby.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, It definitely played out like that. I I didn't see the end of that one coming at all either. Like Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I thought, oh, this is just going to be like Paranormal Activity, only they're using video chat to to show it. But no, no, they go they go in a different direction, and it's awesome. Yes. So, um, what'd you think about the bookends? The bookends
0: were uh, much like Amateur Night where the guys were so annoying. Yep. That I just wanted them to be dispensed
1: of. I agree. I and I couldn't take them. No, I hated them. I thought they were just horrible and I didn't really understand the the very end of the film, the the little I guess twist or whatever the finale was with the bookends. I didn't really understand that.
0: Well, I did. I mean, I have like a theory to it, but then again, I don't know if I'm just overthinking a horror omnibus. Well, let's so, go.
1: Let's go into a spoiler section real quick. Spoiler zone. For those of you that have not seen VHS yet, uh, please just fast forward this. We'll put the times in the show notes. If you have seen VHS, which you should have by now, it's been out for a few days.
0: Yeah, even if you're not really into horror, I think the there's some here that you will enjoy.
1: Oh yeah, I thought it was I thought it was great, but all right, so let's spoil this. What what were your S- thoughts? what's your theory on the let's
0: spoil, the shit, let's
1: spoil the shit out of this movie? Let's <laughs> spoil the shit out of this <laughs> movie. Um well
0: just uh you know, they, they they break into the house, they find the the guy that is supposedly dead in the chair. Which one of the main things that
1: I noticed they're just like he's dead. But, like, no one checks him.
0: They're just like, oh, he's
1: dead. I don't even think that they freaked out nearly as much as they should have. No. Because, to me... no one
0: checked a pulse? Nothing. They're (laughs) just
1: like, yeah, that guy's dead. If I break into a house and I see a dead person laying there, I'm running away. Yeah. I'm just going to try and grab as many VHS tapes and just leave.
0: Yeah. And I like how they, they don't go... Like, they're not prepared at all. They don't go in with bags or anything. Because no. at one point in the film they had to go down in the yeah, basement they and try and bags. find it. Yeah. I mean, you're going to steal a VHS tape. I mean, bring a container of some sort. <laughs> bring a vessel to take the VHS tape out with just in case there's more than one. But yeah, so they sit down because there's like a plethora of
1: TVs for some reason. Yeah, it's a pile it's like a pile of TVs stacked on top of each other. Yeah.
0: Smattering of TVs in a room where this, this supposed dead guy is like watches all of them, I guess. But I took that as that guy was like he collected people being killed on tape. Sort of like a what was that stupid thing that our friends were addicted to at one point? Those films.
1: Oh, Faces uh-
0: of Death? Yes, faces like this guy was obsessed with that kind of thing. So he collected all these VHS tapes of people dying. So he finds these guys on the internet because they post all these stupid videos of stuff that they do with their their camera. So he figures, you know, he's gonna hire them to come in try to steal VHS tape because he knows they're gonna film all of it because they're narcissistic assholes. And he just waits because if you notice the one he watches, when the one guy watches it and it finishes. And, you know, the camera's always on the guy's face after Mm -hmm. he's done watching it. The the dead guy isn't in the chair anymore. Right. So he's gone. And I think he just waits him out and then kills him. And then he keeps their VHS tape. Yeah. So he got to make his own instead of just watching them.
1: Yeah. I think that that's a good theory. But was he a zombie? (laughs) I
0: don't think he was a zombie. I think he he was just like... I think he was
1: just... Because at the end, when they that. show him running after the guy, he looks like he's pretty fucked up. He does. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't. I wasn't too thrilled with how they did no. it. Me either. But um, while we're it in took, this, while it we're in took this, too long for those guys to be dispersed of. I well, just, they had I to didn't... do it one by one, so that there'd be a person for each <laughs> each movie. But again. If you go into
0: if you break into a house and you believe someone is dead check the pulse it's a quick check it takes like a minute and that way you know if they're really dead or, or not. even
1: just stick your finger under their nose see if they're breathing
0: yeah just slap in the face something i mean there's like three of you there my
1: god i think that that's the big use your heads use your heads i think that that's one of the big things with with this movie is that a lot of the characters were pretty un- unlikable. Uh, mm. Even in the one that I said that I liked at the end with the Halloween party, like those guys were more normal, but I still didn't particularly like them. Yeah, they it's, weren't it's, they weren't complete assholes like the other characters. But it is it is sort of
0: nice because it's one thing that I did like about this movie. It's horror movie where. Most of the victims are douchebags and bros.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So that was nice. It was it was nice, but I think that for every horror movie cliche that this movie uh, falls victim to, I think that there's a lot of things that it that it changes and and brings something fresh to the table. I I think that. Most of the twist endings, I didn't see coming. The first one, I saw that. But, in fact, if you watch the trailer, they even show it in the trailer. But,
0: But yeah, the first one, (laughs) the
1: thing that I never understood, when she
0: starts attacking the one guy, why why run into the bathroom? I don't know.
1: I don't know. (laughs) Yes, you're going to be protected (laughs) in the motel bathroom. I didn't. I just wasn't into that one
0: at all no. in general. And I just realized that we didn't even talk about the other one that I wasn't into at all, which was the two-stated. The, the two seventeen. The, the yeah, the one in the woods. The, yeah, the slasher.
1: Uh, that one, the reason yeah. that I didn't mention it is because I didn't think there was anything to it. I thought <laughs> no, that... <laughs> it's, it's very forgettable, as you can see. I thought that the the... They did some cool stuff when they showed the actual killer. How the the camera got messed up, yeah, the
0: distortion and the, everything. That was the coolest thing about it, and like everything else
1: was terrible. The, the like the scene where they showed the the dead body that appeared and it disappeared in the in the water. I thought that that was cool, but yeah. the twist ending of that one, I thought was completely. Um, I mean, we've seen it before, yeah, yeah. And it's like
0: spoiler. Oh. Oh, she's spoiler. Dead.
1: Well, we're still in the spoiler zone, so
0: still still in the spoiler zone. I mean, you survived the first time from this distorted killer thing. Why go back? Why go back? Just she count yourself lucky and get on with your life. She wanted to go back and kill
1: him. Well, pretty sure you're gonna lose. <laughs> yeah, and I mean <laughs> pretty sure why, you're gonna lose. Why put all your friends <laughs> at, at risk? You know what I mean? Like, why do that to those people? <laughs> Other than debatem, I guess that's what it, the point was. So yeah, uh, did you have any sp- other spoilers you wanted to add before leaving the uh, spoiler zone? No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, we're back. If you haven't checked out VHS again, I will say, just rent it on iTunes or whatever on-demand service you use. It's it's definitely worth it. It's great. I, I would say if you can see it in theaters. Check it out. I think it's going to be hitting theaters in October.
0: Yeah, that's one of the main things. I wish I got to see it in a theater.
1: Yeah, that's because to me, that's the, like the most fun about horror movies. To me, me, I know a movie is scary if I can watch it at home and I'm still scared. VHS has some really frightening elements to it, and I think that if I saw it in a theater, I, it would just be like because I actually saw Insidious uh, again recently at home. And I didn't find it nearly as scary as the first time I saw it in the theater. Yeah. I was like pissing my pants when I saw that in the theater. But rewatching it at home, it didn't have this nearly the same impact. Yeah. And I also want to mention, there's another movie coming out. Another big anthology movie that actually, it's called The ABCs of Death. Have you seen anything about this? I have. Yeah, Draft House Films is putting this out. And it's actually 26 shorts. (laughs) Yes. And they get some really, really great directors involved. Uh, Ty West is back in this one. Ben Wheatley, who you may know from Kill List. We have uh, Xavier Jens. I don't know how to. He did Frontiers, which is a really great French horror film unfortunately oh. he also did the tall man
0: oh that's the one that uh
1: i think that's the one i really want to see frontiers i think uh yeah I, I, that I, and
0: martyrs i think i need to see i this.
1: recommend both of those highly it's got nacho undo. yeah yes time, crimes, time nice. crimes uh we also have uh adam weingard who did one of the segments another one of the segments on vhs uh John Schnepp, who you may know from Metalocalypse, I believe. Ah. Uh, also, have the, the director of Vampire Girl vs.
0: Frankenstein Girl and Tokyo Gore Police. Uh, I did see Tokyo the Gore Japanese, Police. Yeah. The, the Japanese director, Nishimura. Uh, yeah, this. That sounds That sounds. Uh, I might have to check that one out.
1: I saw they they released a couple of them online already. I think they released the letter T. And I think this is
0: something that I'm sort of surprised that they don't do this more often. Like, I would like to see, like, an anthology film of just... And, I mean, I think horror films are tailor-made for this. Oh, yeah. Because you could do, like, an anthology film of just, like, uh... I don't want to say, not urban legends, but, uh... You know, like, f- like folk stories, yeah. like, a, the, like old, you know, like what they did with the succubus and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, like, a horror is tailor made for this.
1: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm surprised really, they do to do it more often. I'm really excited to see this one too. This is going to be coming out November second of this year. It is going to be at the Toronto Film Festival as well. at TIFF.
0: And we're not going to be.
1: No, unfortunately not. Man, the TIFF lineup this year is phenomenal. We talked about that before, I think. But Yeah. All right, let's move on to another feature review. Ooh. John Hillcoat's Lawless. Lawless. I think I'll start this one off. I'll, I'll start it off. Uh, Get us rolling, Get us rolling on, uh, on the Lawless there. I will. I like this a lot. I thought it was, it wasn't fantastic. It didn't blow my mind. I didn't think that it raised the bar on anything. But like I said with uh, the proposition, the performances from the actors were enough to sort of propel this into something more than just kind of an average Western gangster tale. And I think that uh, the, the highlights are Tom Hardy and Guy Pearce yes Tom Hardy probably this is probably my favorite role that I've seen him in, even more so than Bronson. I thought that Tom Hardy was such a badass as <laughs> Forrest Bondurant. he was ridiculous yeah, he's such a badass in this movie i did I did have some issues with and I know that this, this is based on a true story, and I think that it probably sticks pretty close to the actual story, but I felt like that there were a lot of kind of just dangling storylines in this that didn't yeah. really go anywhere. There was a lot packed into this. I feel like that they were trying to make this an epic that they didn't have enough time for. Yeah, There was two love stories. There were a lot of characters. There was a lot of time spent on trying to develop the backstory of some of these characters. The uh, Gary Oldman character, who is also (laughs) awesome, he's in it up until about halfway and then he's gone. Yeah, he's in it and uh, and even when he
0: is in it you're sort of thinking to yourself why yeah like w- it, well why did you have to get gary oldham to play this part if he's only gonna have about two and a half
1: minutes of screen time well i thought when when they first introduced him and and it does happen i thought that they were going to either a form uh some sort of business partnership with him or b they were going to end up fighting against him and yeah they do form a business partnership with him but they never expound on that they just no. they say oh well, let's go into business and then that's it <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're, they're in business and then they never talk again and then i thought that what was going to happen was when guy pierce really started putting the pressure on them
0: yeah, I thought I was uh, thinking, oh, Oldham's character was gonna
1: help him out. Yeah, I thought he was gonna come back with his boys and fuck some shit up. That no, doesn't happen. It does not. Uh either way, I still really enjoyed it overall. What did you think? I I I agree. I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. I
0: thought it was gonna be like a, you know, a decent flick, but Yeah, I was definitely pleasantly surprised. I thoroughly enjoyed it, except for I think, and I think we're in agreement with most of the things, uh, the problems that we had with this film. Number one being Gary Oldham. Why the hell are you there? Or and why didn't you use Gary Oldham more? I I just don't. I don't understand that of casting an actor like that and then giving him, like I said, two and a half minutes of screen time
1: yeah I, I will say though the introduction to his character is <laughs> yeah. awesome Yes, yeah. which
0: is probably the best way to introduce gary Oldham. yeah but i and i don't know what happened there i don't know if maybe there's more scenes with him that eventually got cut out of the film i don't know so it, you know what i mean so it, when this comes out on dvd maybe we'll find out that like oh uh, yeah gary Oldham was in this he had a, a bigger role yeah.
1: it's, it's it's possible um, I wanted to ask you what, since you're not a huge Shia LaBeouf fan, how did you feel about um, Tom Hardy's character? He sort of took a back seat to Shia LaBeouf's character of Jack Bondurant. How did you feel about that? Because, I mean, in the end, Shia LaBeouf's character was the main protagonist of this film. Yes. How Which did I, you feel I, I, about that? I didn't. I didn't know that going in. I didn't. I either. thought Tom
0: Har Tom Hardy's character was the main character, and then like yeah, like you said, he takes a back seat, and it's all Shia LaBeouf. It's my wife who likes to call him, Shia LaDouche. But uh, I, the only thing I really didn't like is unnecessary narration. I I would I did, also I, agree. I get, I get sick and tired. Stop narrating things to me.
1: Yeah, the I I know how to watch a damn film. Okay, there are several voiceover monologues from Shia LaBeouf throughout the film, which I also find completely unnecessary. But I heard a lot of people saying like, "Oh well, I wish that Tom Hardy was in it more, or, or that he was going to be the main character instead of Shia LaBeouf." But I would argue that I don't think that it would have worked as well because I think that the Tom Hardy character of Forrest he's that type of character where he's just so strong and has such a presence that it's more effective it's like a less is more thing
0: yes I and think i think that, that builds into like the so-called legend of him yeah i think if you put him on the screen too much then you sort of you learn too much about him right and you know that the legend's not true exactly. but when he's just sort of only pops up and when he does he beats the living shit out of people. I think that worked, like you said, but less is more
1: was great. And I do understand also how they would have to kind of focus more on Shia LaBeouf's character because he's kind of the catalyst for all of this. I mean, we're not supposed to, I don't think we're supposed to really like him a lot because he's a fuck up and he's kind of the cause of All this stuff. I mean, yeah, he's the cause of them making a lot of money, but he he screws up a lot. Yeah. I did think that instead of spending so much time with the love story between him and Mia Wasikowski, Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. that they could have spared some of that and maybe... Uh, Develop Jessica Chastain's character a little bit more, or I feel like there was better things that they could have done. Yeah, with that, what did you think of Guy Pierce as Charlie Rakes? He was, he was fantastic, and just like the biggest
0: asshole. Just with, I mean, that's a really good job of being a villain. Like I hated that character so much. Yeah, exactly. I just hated him. As soon as he popped up on the screen. Just he didn't even say anything. Just as soon as you saw him you're like, "Oh my god, oh, I
1: hate that guy." Yeah, you can I hate him. They they knew what they were doing. And I think that guy Pierce was having fun with that role like how he didn't have eyebrows first of all. <laughs> I mean, I think that, yes, they, that was And like, the ridiculous haircut. Yeah. I mean, they made him so that we hated him the second that he came on screen, and he was a, a psychopath. I mean, he's a vile, despicable human being, and yes, you know we, we wanted him to die from the from the beginnings. Yeah, and again,
0: a lot of uh, resurgence happening in film with a couple of actors, and Guy Pierce is one of them. Remember, he disappeared for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And then he was, you know, making some questionable movies. A lot of, like, straight-to-on-demand stuff. But it seems like ever since Animal Kingdom and sort of this, uh, this uh uh I don't know, what do you want to call it? Like this surge of Australian cinema. He's been riding that wave and he's been in a lot of good movies playing really good roles,
1: too. Well, I hope that it continues for him because he is a great actor i mean he can really put out some great performances and this this is yeah this definitely is, one of yeah this is a great example of that
0: he essentially plays his character from mildred pierce but just crazier and a bit more flamboyant but uh, I, I was surprised by shia labeouf's uh performance yes to get back to the original thought there uh i thought he was quite good um like I said, the only thing I really didn't like was the narration. And also, like you said, the whole this the other plot line of him and the Miawazakowska, that whole love story, I thought that dragged on for a bit too far. And it just didn't really seem necessary. Yeah. Now I understand that it it drove the plot along with you know them getting found out, but it just seemed like there was too much time invested into that.
1: Yep, I would agree. I mean, when you look at the Tom Hardy Jessica Chastain relationship, it wasn't nearly that long. Like they didn't spend that m- that amount yeah, of time. Yeah, and
0: there was a lot more going on there. Yeah, I mean, just wh- the one that I think that they should have spent time on.
1: Right, I think that the the character, the Mia Wasikowska character of Bertha, I I thought that her backstory with that weird religion thing. Was not nearly as intriguing as Jessica Chastain's character. Like, I wanted to know more about her and yeah. why she, you know, fled from Chicago and what was going on with that, why she picked that place to go yeah. specifically. Like, why end up there? <laughs> I, I, exactly. And she, she turned out a great performance too, even though she didn't have a whole lot. To work with, no, no. Not I think at all. all. I think all the actors. I mean, even um, the guy who played cricket. Yeah, he. Yeah, he was really good, and so was uh, Jason Clark, who played Howard, mm-hmm. the other brother. I thought he did a great and job. He was kind of um, I was underutilized as well.
0: Yeah, and I was surprised about because after we watched it, um, me and my wife are talking about it, and I'm like, it's sort of odd that you know they made a movie about Franklin County, Virginia back in the old days, bootlegging and everything, and half the cast is either British or Australian. And then to get home to find out that Jason Clark is also Australian, which I had no idea.
1: hmm Like everyone's Australian or British in this movie. No, it's probably because it's directed by John Hillcote. Yeah. I mean, he's, and he's I mean, he's Australian. So, I mean that probably has something to do with it. And Nick Cave, of course, the musician, wrote it. Yeah. He's also Australian, so... And
0: Jason Clark is. uh, Mia Wazakowska is Australian as well. Then you got Guy Pearce is Australian, correct?
1: I think he is, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm positive. I'm almost positive. Which is interesting because in the proposition, even though it takes place in Australia... He plays, I believe, someone from Ireland or Scotland. can't remember uh, which one. But very, very interesting. Uh, Multi-cultural uh, cast here.
0: Yeah. Pierce was born in England, but his parents are Australian. And they moved to Australia.
1: I think that uh, some of the other... Just a lot of the... Issues that we were talking about, I think that a lot of that has to do with the fact that this is based on a true story, and in real life things are not, you know, tight no. like a movie. No. There yeah. are there are loose ends, and there's many strands and and things like that. Like I and like I said earlier, we don't know what
0: got cut out. I mean, they might have had like a very tight story, but it was, you know. Three and a half hours long. Exactly. Yeah. And the studio was like, "No, that's not happening."
1: Yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, it it's under two hours long, so they did. Uh, it's not. It doesn't feel like a long film. In fact, it feels, to me, it felt like it was pretty short. Uh, yes. They just packed so much in, uh, and it is very violent too. Yes, very violent, but. Like
0: you said, a very nice pace to it, except for, like I said, the uh, Shia LaBeouf the love story. Sort of, It sort of drags a little bit there for a while, and then it picks up the pace again. And the ending, the sort of the culmination, that was fantastic at the bridge.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. I don't think we need to go into spoilers for this. I am going to recommend... Seeing this. Oh, yeah. Definitely check it out. There you have it. Check it. Anything anything to add? Uh, I forgot about uh, Brass
0: Knuckles. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about Brass Knuckles. I forgot that they existed as a thing. And this movie (laughs) reminded me that they exist. Oh, my God. And they look like they hurt more than anything in the world.
1: Brutal. It is a brutal film. It's extremely so very, very, very brutal. (laughs) And I like at the end how you, they should real, real picture of, of them at the end.
0: Yes. Based on a book, if anyone's interested in the book is the wettest county in the world, which is is actually written by a Bondurant. Yeah. The grandson talking about his great grandfather and his, uh, his two great uncles or his grandfather and his two great-uncles. Interesting story.
1: Yes, very interesting. Definitely recommend seeing Lawless, just for the simple fact that we're not going to get much good stuff for a while. So yeah, go see Lawless, and hopefully it'll tide you over. It's currently playing in theaters everywhere. All right, let's move on to our predictions. Last week we predicted Lawless. You said 68, I said 72. These are Rotten Tomatoes' scores. The actual... 65. Oh. That's a win for you. And we have The Possession. You predicted 12. I predicted 20. Actual 37. What and now? then finally, for a good time call, you predicted 77. I predicted 75. Actual 60. Mm. And that's pretty much going to be the end of uh, <laughs> movies to predict. Next week, we have <sighs> The Words with Bradley Cooper and. Uh, uh. God, that's what Zoe Saldana's in that. Yeah, and I, I am Jeremy sick of that Irons. story. I'm sick of that story. Fine, I They're,
0: have no interest in this. Struggling
1: film. writer steals a book from some guy, deals with it. I have no interest in this film whatsoever. Me either. I don't think it looks very good. Uh, what are you thinking on this? Oh man, like a 70.
0: For some reason people eat this shit up. I'm gonna
1: say '62. '62, okay. Okay, and that's the only wide release film next <laughs> week. <laughs> oh, that's awful. We there's also a slew of on demand movies that are hitting theaters. We have such greats as Bachelorette, Rec 3, I think The Good Doctor's somewhere in there, Tall Man, just a bunch of um on-demand titles that are getting limited releases. Do you want to predict Bachelorette since we'll be talking about that on Wednesday for Ryan watches a
0: movie? Uh I guess. I guess we can do that.
1: i I'm, I'm gonna say thirty-five. I'm gonna go forty. I'm gonna go forty. There we go. Uh let's talk about some DVD and Blu-ray releases for Tuesday, September fourth, twenty twelve. We have the five-year engagement. We gave this a 6 out of 10 on the site. What do you think about this? Are you going to rent this one? Uh, I might. I'm going to recommend a, a rental. It's good, not great. This is, this is one of those movies that uh, like, I'm not going to rush out
0: to see, but I might get around to it at some point.
1: Yeah, I would recommend like maybe if it comes out on HBO and you have HBO, check it out and then we have high school you gotta make sure to say it like that high school high school with Adrian Brody this is the I don't know something happened with this like this was supposed to come out and then something happened where it got lost in the shuffle now it just ends up on Blu-ray and DVD
0: um (laughs) Adrian Brody's career is what happened
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to recommend this. I actually did see this. Uh it's not great. If you're into stoner comedies, it's probably worth watching because it is better than most stoner comedies. Like I would definitely recommend it over any of the, like the National Lampoons whatever whatever or <laughs> I I hope that, that that
0: National Lampoon gets to that point where they're just like National Lampoon whatever whatever. <laughs> National Lampoon, something, something, somewhat funny.
1: <laughs> um. See, so yeah, I'm gonna say skip, high school. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not checking that out. Then we have Safe, the Jason Statham <clears throat> action film. We gave this a six and a half out of ten on the site. Um, I'm probably gonna skip this one.
0: I think I'm, I might check that one out.
1: I think I'm. I don't know. I just I feel like I've oh. probably seen it before.
0: Yes, you have.
1: It's it's
0: Jason (laughs) Statham. I just... You've seen every Jason Statham movie ever just by watching one.
1: Yeah. Uh, So I'm going to probably skip that one. Although, apparently, on the site we thought it was pretty decent. Who reviewed that one? I'm not sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You don't even remember.
1: I don't even remember who. Some with someone. It might have been Chad. I'm not sure.
0: Not only is it a terrible week... For movies coming out in the theater, it's oh, it's, a terrible week for DVDs. Yeah.
1: the only other one that I have here is Piranha 3D, and I gave that a one and a half out of ten. Oh my goodness! It's not even—it's uh, not even funny bad. It's just—it's yeah, that's don't even watch it.
0: It's not even like camp bad, where no. you can at least actually somewhat enjoy it. No, it's even it's, though it's terrible. Just it's just. Complete. Just terrible. Garbage. It's <laughs> complete garbage. So. Complete garbage. I have one, which is uh, a Criterion out on Blu ray. Actually, one of my favorite movies. It's a Vittorio de Sica movie. Humberto D is out on Blu ray. Criterion. Nice. Which, uh, you know, of course, restorated. It's got a fifty-five-minute documentary about the career of Vittorio De Sica, who is uh, like Italian neorealism. Fantastic! It's got a
1: booklet featuring essays. Criterion's the greatest. Criterion is the greatest. We love you, Criterion. You're my hero. And it's got
0: it's got a. I think you would. I think you might actually like this movie because there's a dog in it. A okay. Dog plays a central part.
1: Yeah, I have to check that out. I think that does it all right tune in next week when we go over our summer movie predictions we finally tally up the results between uh myself kevin and ryan we'll see who won and tune in this wednesday when we have ryan watch what is it about oh, bachelorette <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know usually i can come up with clever movies but this week There's just nothing It was like I was scraping the bottom Of the barrel So I was like Okay Bachelorette's on On Demand I'm just gonna have Them watch Bachelorette And we'll just Discuss For all the latest Film news and reviews Visit us at Filmpulse.net We wanna hear your feedback Send us an email Feedback at Filmpulse.net We still have some letterboxed. Dot com Invites. So send us an email if you want some of those or one of those. Uh, or you can call our voicemail line at 850 391 6071. Also, please take a minute to rate us on iTunes. We appreciate that very much. And click on the donate button down at the bottom of the post. We appreciate that even more. For filmpulse.net, my name is Adam. No, I'm Kevin. And we will see you on Wednesday for Ryan Watches a Movie. And Um, it it was okay. I mean, no, I take that back. It wasn't okay. It was not very good. I don't know why I said it's okay.